Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Excuse me, I'd like to request $17 for a push broom rebristling. Why, it's that delightful TV leprechaun. I'm going to get you a lucky charms. Oh no, my brains. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Ted Lasso is back. St. Patrick's Day is here, and March Madness is in full effect. Can we just stop the show right there and and just not do it? All right, kids, what's going on? You are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel. Everyone's after me, Lucky Charms, Cheeseman. And this is Chad. I love me a crab boil, so wash. And on this week's show, you down with SVB. Fountain Squirts, and Florida's Gonna Florida. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text Kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) back on east coast time baby yes (laughs) yeah indiana the east coast baby let's do this (laughs) i'll take it jesus i'll take it being eight or nine hours behind Europe because yeah. I mean, half of the calls we take are, are usually European. I don't know how they, they do any business with Europe whatsoever. It's hard enough to do business with the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, legal weed and uh, really good microbrews. I think that's that's how they do it. Uh, we, we have great microbrews here and we can get weed from Michigan or, or Illinois. I don't, I don't know anything about that, man. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. Dude, I'm a little bitter today. Check this shit out. So my 13-year-old daughter's volleyball team uh-huh. has practice 
on St. Patrick's Day from 7 to 9 p.m. Okay. What kind of sadistic, heathen shit is that? It's called carpooling. That's when you just don't pick your fucking kid up. I mean, do I take my kid in an Uber and drop her off and then pick her up in an don't Uber? Don't you have friends? I, Doesn't she have friends that she can actually go with? They're drunk, too. They're not going to ah. go to volleyball practice. Somebody's responsible. I don't know. She's got a bike. It's only about... 10 miles away <laughs> at, well, at nine o'clock at night. I, I, I do have to say thanks to all the friends on the West Coast. We were in Spokane and Portland splitting our time. We had an amazing crab boil. One of uh, one of our friends, is it, it was a chef. Uh, he's now a fishmonger. They still exist, uh, which means he can get the best fish ever. So we had a whole crab boil. I mean, it was, it was amazing. We did a five hour drive, five and a half hour drive from Spokane to Portland, which was probably one of the most beautiful drives right on the river. I mean, it was just, it was gorgeous. So we had a good time, but I am happy to be back. All right. All right. All right. How about some shout outs? Mm-hmm. Mr. West Coast vibe coming to back to Indiana. Let's do it. Mod Pizza. Oh, we've heard of these guys. Mod Pizza. Yeah. Each year, Chad, 650,000 individuals in the U.S. exit the criminal justice system. While too many mm-hmm. employers whine about not being able to find people, they refuse to give people who, yes, have made mistakes, but want to work and get a second chance. Mod Pizza has been an incredible example of an employer who embraces second chances. We've talked about their ad showing a work in an ankle monitor. Yep. And I encourage employers to go visit modpizza.com and see that they have an entire page now about employees that they've given a second chance to, including a recruiter. From the site, quote, we found many justice-involved individuals are ready to get to work and have the grit and resilience we value in our people, end quote. Amen and shout out to our friends at Mod Pizza, which That's is awesome. where I'm going to lunch today to support. Amen. Yeah. Should actually have them on the podcast. Let's, let, let's make that a thing this year. My first shout out goes to the U.S. Army and U.S. Navy recruitment ad. So this morning, Julie and I were watching the news, having our morning coffee when the U.S. Navy, they had a, a, a commercial pop on and it was promoting its newest website, buildsubmarines.com. The U.S. Navy is going niche and trying to get people interested in join, joining by enticing them to build next gen subs, which I thought was fucking awesome. Then I pulled out my phone and I played the army's new overcoming obstacles commercial for Julie. And right out of the gate, she saw a battlefield with uh, Jonathan majors, uh, an actor in the Marvel cinematic universe. He was in in the Loki series and he's also in the Ant-Man's newest movie. But anyways, it's an ad that shows the long history of the U.S. Army's ability to overcome obstacles as Jonathan Majors walks through Revolutionary War, World War One, World War II battlefields, and ends up on a bus full of recruits headed to basic training. It's one of those inspiring commercials, and Julie loved it mainly because at first she thought it was a Marvel movie trailer. <laughs> Shout out to the U.S. military. We do more before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Hey, first sergeant. Good morning. You can do it in the army. All right. Shout out, shout out to... Shout out to Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. Ooh. Some of your favorite companies, Chad. Remember back in 2019 when California passed a state law requiring, it, requiring them to treat drivers as employees? Yeah, about that. It went to the courts after Prop 22 passed in opposition and a California appeals court ruled this week that companies such as Uber and Lyft can continue to treat their drivers as independent contractors, exempting them from state laws requiring worker protections and benefits. Uber stock was up 6% on the new. Shout out Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. opportunity to treat their people like shit. That's awesome. Uh, Shout out to Eightfold, who was in the New York Times in an article entitled, quote, an AI startup boomed, but now it faces a slowing economy and new rules, end quote. Not the kind of article I want my two founders uneasy faces as the social (laughs) share image. And they look awkward. They look like, yeah. you know, they're constipated or something's happening. I, I, I don't I, I don't know. But it was uh, it was an interesting article. 
Uh, it was kind of half takedown piece and then half kind of like inspirational AIs here to save the day. It was, uh, it was, I don't think it was incredibly well done. I what do you think? Did you read it? I don't know. Let's check. Let's check in on Eightfold uh, right now. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, the rumor mill, though, the rumor mill says, and and I we don't have this confirmed yet, so it's just a rumor, kids. Kamal Eightfold's president is out. And as I was receiving, and I, I've been getting these these messages uh, just this morning, we also received messages that. Total Jobs CEO John Wilson and CRO Gemma Hennen are both out as Stepstone restructures. Uh, and if you remember back in December, Stepstone announced that they will be looking toward IPO. So cutting high priced heads while thrusting those responsibilities back to the mothership could be the start of tightening up the belt. Just speculation thus far, but uh, we're going to stay close. That escalated quickly. Yeah, so word uh, word at eightfold that I've heard is uh, things are w- going well from a monetary standpoint. Uh-huh. But m- morale isn't too bad. Good. However, they were initially shocked by the amount of layoffs, and and a lot of people that they thought wouldn't get laid off did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the uh, the tasks have been obviously passed over to people for extra work. So Ooh. the foundation may be cracking at Indeed, and you and I sure. will be watching closely. At, at Eightfold, you mean? <laughs> at Eightfold. What did yes. I say? Indeed. Well, them too. <laughs> Fucking all of them. <laughs> well, where it's not cracking, Chad, where the, where the foundation is not cracking, never, is is our listeners that get free shit. That's right. So uh, I got new new winners from this month. Are you ready? Ooh. Yes. Uh, Tex Colonel, uh, our whiskey winner this month was Katie Gentry. Ooh. Our beer winner, uh, sponsored by Aspen Tech Labs, is our own Jonathan Duarte. Uh-huh. He may come up later in the show. Yeah. Uh, and our rum with plum. Remember, if it's your birthday, you might win some rum from our friends at Plum. And that goes to Greg Fiorentino. If you haven't signed up for free stuff, kids, what the hell are you doing? Head out to chadcheese.com, click the free link, fill out the form. And sign up for free stuff, which normally will include a free T-shirt yes. from our friends at JobGit. But no matter what, if you're listening, you're a winner. No matter what. Jonathan Duarte did a did a commercial for Aspen Tech Labs after he was like, I want to show you my beer. Then he did a commercial for Aspen Tech Labs. He was really thankful for the beer. Oh, yes, he was. He was really thankful. He was I don't ready. Know. He needs to get out more. I don't yes. know. Jonathan. Hey. Events, baby. Okay, so Unleash is happening in Vegas at Caesars Forum late in April. Really excited about this one. We're going to be all over the place. I know that they have a podcast booth. We're going to spend a little time there, but we're going to be bouncing around, having an amazing time, probably having bourbon cigars at vip no. events all that other fun stuff yeah i think so I, I think so any any plans for you thus far other than also the the, the toke thing that we're doing it's this little oh can we talk about that now i thought it was under wraps little event well we can talk about it we just can't we just it, we just can't we're, invite people yet we're teasing it <laughs> yes God, talent toke is that what it's called? Talent toke. We're going to be meeting around the Bellagio, and we're going to do weed while we're watching the the fountains dance. So, I mean, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later. Stay tuned, kids. Yes, 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 yes. So then we're going to Isom's Inspire in May. We're both going to go in early to meet Terry Baker and Ryan Steelberg for a day in Newport Beach, and then we're headed back to Coronado where we're going to be on stage, I, I believe, uh, end of day, doing an interview with the CEO and who el- whomever else they, they, they want to put up there with us. Whoever they dare to put up there with us is the uh, correct hey, Don't thing. scare them. Don't scare them. Jeez, that's, that's a lot of days in California. I don't know if I can cope with, with that, such a thing. That, that is. That is. And then Wreckfest and ne- Nebworth Park early july just north of london kids it's an easy train ride from from london about half an hour just pop on the train uh the chad and cheese are we're gonna own the disrupt stage that's our baby nothing but technology all day we'll be emceeing and we'll be trying to cause as much havoc as we possibly can those are the the, the next three events that we're going to go to chadcheese.com click on events in the upper right hand corner register for all of them Partake in the discounts. 
come partake in all of the the wonderful debauchery and learning that's going to be happening at these events. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform while you're at it. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right, Chad. That soundbite means we're going to celebrate some birthdays this week, celebrating another turn around the sun. Iron Mike Schaefer, Ashley Collins, Barb Francillo, Jeffrey Wagner, Beat Michael Mueller. He's European. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce beat in uh, Switzerland. Bill Fanning. Oh, Jasper Sponjart. James Beaver Cleaver, Deb Andrichuk, and Craig, that's not a knife. That's a knife. Watson. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. And thanks for listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Ooh, you got some more Indeed insight. We sure do. We have plenty of people who are not incredibly happy about what's happening in Indeed. Mm. And, then, and then also other people that just want to give us updates. So we have Matt Woodcock, who actually, uh, he, well, I tell you what, just roll that beautiful bean footage. Did you say Woodcock? What are you doing, step bro? Here's Matt. Greetings, gents. I hope you're well. It's Matt here from the UK across the pond. Um, so let's talk about Indeed. Um, from the 1st of February, a bunch of our clients were put on the CPAS, CPSA model. Now, um, from the 1st of March, we've been putting all of our clients on that model. So how has that affected them? Well, we are seeing some pretty good results. Um, but whilst it's, the it's still the re-engineered model from the cost per click, I'm waiting to see amazing results. Um, but, you know, Indeed is still doing a great job for us. And they do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of high volume recruitment. But it's to be confirmed. So let's see how that goes. Um, That will be coming to America on the 1st of April. I had that confirmed the other day. So one of our clients is going to be on that model from the 1st of April as well. Um, We found out today as well that the CPA model in the UK, it is coming into effect very soon. They're still in testing. They're still testing it, although a lot of the um, publication is on the website. Now, with that, it's only going to be available in the SME market, just like the States. So I can only imagine it's going to have the same backlash. But you're going to be able to um, reject unqualified candidates within 72 hours. Um, and if you don't, you have to pay for them. Now, also, that isn't going to be available to the enterprise level clients spending tens of thousands of pounds a month um, for the foreseeable future. So whilst the SME market is able to reject candidates, the enterprise level clients have to pay for everything. But I will leave that for you gents to review. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. So from me for now, cheers. So you can tell Matt is British, not just from his accent, but because you can hear the fury hiding deep down inside that he really wants to let out. But centuries of sensibilities just won't allow it to happen. <laughs> I counted twice that he says, indeed, is is performing magnificently, but... And he says re-engineered, right? It's like, no, they just repackaged the same shit. Anyway, we've already covered the problems with Indeed's bait and switch, but let, let, let's run through it really quick. Mandatory registration. We're talking about CPA first. So the, the, the CPA can flood with applicants due to one click apply, right? So you have a, jo- you have a job out there. Applicants already registered, very easy to apply, click, click, click. Floods of applicants are hard to manage, which means the the black hole grows. And that's horrible for user experience and your brand. Unqualified applicants denied in 72 hours. Who has time for that shit? I mean, 72 hours for a small company to be able to go in. I mean, you're literally going to have to have somebody manage that shit for you. Now on to cost per started apply. Registration still mandatory, even though the info is not used to apply. Why? Because the user is pushed to the corporate career site to apply through your process. So the new CPSA is literally just old CPC with a new label and a higher price tag. That was the re-engineered that Matt was talking about. It's total bullshit. Enterprise companies cannot deny applicants for a refund. Those are just the highlights of some of the new products. So this is the big question that I just can't, I just can't get an answer to here is why did Indeed rush to market with these products 
when I mean they're so full of holes. And- Remember last week when we talked about Aaron Rodgers going on like a four day retreat and total blackness? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure the executives at Indeed were at this uh, es- escape as well because I don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. They sound scared. They sound totally intimidated by what Google's doing. Chat GPT, they're probably scared to death about what's going on there and the fraud that they're going to have to deal with and all kinds of stuff. However, their new gig economy, I'm sure, will will totally save <laughs> save the business. Really, I got nothing. I don't know who's behind the wheel there. If anybody, it feels like total disarray. Recruit Holdings is buying some makeup company or make like, did you see this shit? Some <laughs> yeah, the makeup beauty. site yeah, or beauty yeah, site? Like, yeah. I just, I'm at a loss, man. I, I got nothing. But either way, that is our Indeed update <laughs> for the week. Now let's get into some real news, shall we, Chad? In case you missed it. A couple of banks went under since we last chatted and things have gotten a little crazy with implications for some companies in our space, particularly Silicon Valley Bank, which was closed by regulators and put under the control of the FDIC after a botched capital call and a rush for depositors withdrawing their funds. The bank's position as the go-to bank in tech made it a huge beneficiary of the Silicon Valley boom through the past few years as billions in deposits flowed to the bank. SVB decided to park that cash in securities rather than turn those deposits into loans to customers and invested the bulk of these deposits in securities. As rates went up, the value of these assets plunged, and eventually SVB had to sell some of the securities it had invested, hoping to have enough cash to return money to depositors. It failed, of course, and an old-fashioned run on the bank torched them and here we are today a lot to unback here chad your thoughts what a fucking mess man i mean so so what did we learn that we didn't already know from 2008 once again capitalism is amazing but it doesn't work without government bailouts so this is just (laughs) kind of the the shit that happens when you allow the the animals to run the zoo europe saw impact svb UK sold for one sterling pound to HSBC. <laughs> talked about this earlier this week on the Europe show. Go go check that out. But not because it had the same problems as their US counterparts, but the UK needed to pivot the optics away from the US's instability into something that was more stable, like HSBC. Crunchbase, then we talk about the market cooling off. Crunchbase uh, had an article where it had a quote, venture funding has contracted sharply in Q4 of 2022. North America's startups investment was down 63% year over year, end quote. So I fear this is going to cool off funding even more. But the big question is, is that a bad thing? Because we are talking about companies on a weekly basis that literally conceptually, experientially, leadership wise are shit. They shouldn't be getting money anyway. So is this really a bad thing for us? It's not a bad thing for podcasters because we enjoy (laughs) talking about companies getting money and failing and getting acquired by other companies. So for us, it's probably not a good thing uh, if the money the money dries up. It's important for me to note that this is not my lane. I don't think it's your lane. Like discussing you know, banking and what goes on there uh, is not what people tune into this show for. I can tell you where to make investments. That's for fucking yeah. Sure. However, you know there 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 is this does reach into our industry. Uh, yes. A couple thing, couple thoughts for me here. This way, global uh, sponsor of the show and, mm-hmm. and great friends over there. Uh, they actually sent out a note to their investors uh, saying that they had previously put funds into SVB, but that they had since moved their money into Chase. So it was like, nothing to see here. Everything is good. So I can't imagine a lot of other companies that were sending out notes to customers, investors, people of influence in the company. They're like, hey, we're okay. We're fine. Uh, I hate to be on the other end that people are like, oh, shit. Uh, Things are going to get a little chaotic uh, here in the the near future. Uh, Notable firms listed as SVB clients include ZipRecruiter in our space, in addition to other well-known companies like Pinterest. Um, and Shopify. A friend of the show and Silicon Valley resident Jonathan Duart told us in an email, quote, the SVB closure is going to have a big impact on HR tech, but no one knows the impact for sure exactly. 
Uh, he added, quote, SVB was the primary bank for probably 80% of the U.S. VCs. When a VC raised a fund, that money went into SVB accounts, end quote. Interestingly, Jonathan says SVB got into private banking services, yeah. such as mortgages, which is a real shit show. And he had ended his note with, quote, my assumption is the shit's going to hit the fan in our HR tech market really fast, and it's going to be really big news, end quote. Well, if Jonathan's right, we'll have a lot to talk about, and this is nowhere near the end of the story. Yeah. I mean, the Dow is down, what, like 600 points since yesterday? Uh, and I mean, there's obviously more than just this that's happening. But, uh, you know, the, the big question is how do we how do we add stability back into and trust back into the system? And the easy answer is to reinstate something like Dodd-Frank, which was rolled back. Dodd-Frank was instituted in, in 2010 after the 2008 financial crash. So we actually put guardrails in in 2010 and then we took them out. And then we expect to keep the fucking train on the tracks and we can't even do that anymore. So, I mean, it's one of those things where we we have to get better at understanding that pure systems don't exist, right? We have to have a good meshing of yes, capitalism grows and thrives, but it has to have adults in the room and we can't allow the fucking animals to run the goddamn zoo, which is exactly what happened here with SVB. There could uh -huh. have been tens of thousands, if hundreds of thousands possibly, depending on how the, the dominoes fell, of people who could have lost their jobs. This could have been, this could have been something that was much larger yeah. if the U.S. government, the U.K., and, and these governments didn't step in and take care of it. Uh, speaking of, of optics, Barney Frank of the Dodd-Frank bill mm -hmm. uh, was on Signature's board, I believe. So uh, government in bed with banking, no matter what political party never you're talking good. about, is no. never good. No. Uh, it looks bad. Credit Suisse, you probably saw this morning, bailed out by uh, by the government uh, out there. Um, so its stock is, is back up. I don't know, this, this whole dance of government, banking systems, bailouts, is gonna is gonna come to a head at some point. I, I don't know when that is or, or how that works out, but it's not good. Now the good news is SVB I think is the sixteenth largest bank in the US. So it's not like a, a two thousand eight situation where you had some really huge banks um, take a shit. Uh, so unless this is, you know, SVB sneezes and everyone one else catches a cold, it may be more of an isolated incident than than we think. Time will tell. But yeah. It's not good. It's not good. And and overall, it creates uncertainty in everything. And when people are uncertain, yeah. they don't know about the future, like they just stop, right? Yes. Stop funding, stop doing shit. And that's that's obviously bad for a machine that needs a well-oiled engine to keep things going. Let's get to Fountain. The ATS for high volume hiring has launched Fountain AI a conversational AI feature they say streamlines the hiring process for recruiters and candidates. The feature automates tasks such as applicant screening and data collection and offers 24-7 support for job candidates with real-time responses. You know, kind of like a chat bot. So Fountain is well-funded and by all accounts crushing it. So should Paradox be shaking in their comfy, cozy desert boots or is this much ado about nothing? Chad? Your thoughts? High, high volume is a is a huge market, and I think the paradoxes of the world need the fountains of the world, and the fountains of the world need the paradoxes of the world. Right? I think it's interesting that they they say this is streamlining because Fountain was already an automation and efficiency process engine for high volume hiring companies in the first place. So they're adding a new layer of UX. I mean, that that's really what's happening here. So they're just doing more of what they already did. The big question to me is with chat GPT and all of these, these new big data models popping out, is this just going to be a, you know, jump on the bandwagon kind of scenario and every organization, especially the ones that are, that are well-funded right out of the gate, uh, are they just going to start glomming on? to chat GPT in these chatbots? I say yes. But the thing that we need to do, especially on this, po this podcast, is we have to separate and educate the two models. We have the domain-specific models, much like Paradox has, right? And they've been training on domain-specific data. So that being said, domain being just client data, that information that happens inside the system that is not available to the outside world, that nobody else can train on, 
Paradox has been training on that for years now, right? Then you have the general model, which is broad-based, and it's trained on whatever you want it to train on, but it's more large data models, right? So we have to understand the, the, the difference between those two and that they can also be linked. If you listen to our podcast with Ryan Steelberg uh, talking about these different AI models, he goes into, he goes into more detail about it. So, so check that, that podcast out. But this is going to be incredibly interesting because, you know, we're going to have to, or at least practitioners are going to have to better understand what the hell is a chat bot? What will this one do for me that that won't do for me, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's, it's quickly becoming a feature of the cool kids. Uh, and we've seen this before with like, are my jobs SEO friendly? Can I do text messaging? Can I, you know, like these, these things happen and customers are like, why don't you guys have this? This is like a hot new thing. It's trending. Yeah. Like why, why don't you have it? And then salespeople go bitch at, at the executives and the executives <laughs> ask the web people like, Hey, can we design this? Can we develop it? Like what's it going to take and how long? And then the developers go, Oh yeah, we can do that. Knowing that it's going to be nowhere near probably what paradox has, right. Or right. our company that, that really specifically does this thing. The news was pretty, pretty foggy. Like, I don't, I mean, did they build it themselves? Did they partner with somebody? Uh, is this white labeled? We don't, we don't really know. So we have to sort of assume that they, they made it in house. Um, it has WhatsApp and SMS in there. So a couple more things that the cool kids are all talking about. They had to throw in there. My, my question is if you're, if you're as big as fountain and you're an ATS, your platform for, you know, uh, frontline workers, uh, high turnover jobs. Why not build a marketplace? Why not have? Why not give Paradox the ability to build their put put their conversational AI? Wade and Wendy. I mean, who predictive hire or whatever the hell their name is now. Uh, put the <laughs> you know put their chatbot and then as a customer, it's like, oh, well, I really love Paradox's you know conversational AI, but I love Fountain's interface and products. Like, why can't I just marry those together by forcing someone to say like, hey, here use our substandard conversational AI because you can check it off, you know, the list of functions and features that we have. I think ultimately customers lose in that and Fountain probably loses because their product isn't going to be as good as a company whose core uh, core competency is around that. Yeah. Why not build a marketplace? The time that your de- developers built a conversational AI, they could have built an, a platform for a marketplace. That to me is a much better use of your time and investment than building one feature, build an entire platform where people can come build all kinds of features and your customers can uh, get value from that. Yeah. I wonder how the, the founders of Alio and Maya feel right about now. I mean, <laughs> if they, if they could, if they could have actually spent and, and focused and been more disciplined, right. And they could have kind of like lived a little bit longer than, than they could have made it to the, the, you know, the, the chat bot is cool kind of, kind of scenario. Um, but uh, again, the 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 explorers, uh, you know, they they get the they get the arrows. Yeah, and it, it goes once again that most people don't go out of business for too little money. They go out of business because they took too much money, and the two companies you just mentioned are in that category. All right, let's take a quick break, guys. Listen to the ads. There's no show without the sponsors, uh, and then we'll talk about an acquisition conversational AI thing that might actually make sense. (laughs) Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, we got two acquisitions from two pretty big players. This is yeah. no small ball that we're talking about here. Uh, Text Kernel, 
our friends in Holland. And Andela, one of the big new kids on the block with a lot of funding, have made acquisitions. Uh, let's talk about TextKernel first. They've acquired fellow Dutch company Jobadi, a candidate engagement tech firm, Jobadi's automated recruitment processes, which include job alerts, GDPR checks, and interview scheduling are designed to streamline the recruitment process and reduce recruiter workloads. TextKernel says the addition of Jobadi's capabilities will allow them to offer clients an automated recruitment solution, freeing recruiters to focus on high-value tasks such as engaging with human beings. Imagine that. While reducing costs and increase, increasing efficiency. We actually have a soundbite from our friend Gerard Mulder, or Gerard if you're in the United States, about the acquisition. Take a listen. So you can look at this as a natural extension of what we do already. We retrieve good matches, but do not engage with candidates ourselves. Now, most of our customers are looking for more ch channels and more advanced ways of reaching out to those candidates and automate more in that process. At the same time, they're not looking to replace their CRM or ATS. So this is another best of breed solution, which we can sell integrated or standalone. And next to that, we see an increasing interest to use our matching technology on the career sites and combined with Jabalti's chatbot, it creates a more candidate-friendly and better converting process for all types of positions. Chad, your thoughts on TextKernel's acquisition of Jobadi. So picture this. You post a job in your applicant tracking system. TextKernel receives the job, searches against your candidate database in your applicant tracking system, and then starts engaging with candidates automatically. A recruiter didn't have to do a goddamn thing. I've always said that the matching engines are the heaviest lift in our space because of the parsing, contextualizing, and then matching against job descriptions and, and then against CVs. Now add WhatsApp messaging into the fray and it's, it's strong as hell, man. It's not just strong. It is sexy too. So this makes a lot of fucking sense. You take a, you take a company who has been doing this, acquire and then attach it to a very strong engine. The, the, the biggest organization in the world from a matching parsing standpoint, being text kernel after buying Sovereign and then being able to put this mes messaging capacity on top of it. This is exactly what a big release should look like. This means something. This is impactful. Sexy is the word that you use. Yeah. And that's probably the word that I would use too. I, I have visions of these two Dutch companies, you know, hitting up a coffee shop in Amsterdam <laughs> uh, to get to get deals signed. That was air quotes, by the way, coffee shop. Would have loved a bit of fly on the wall. Yes, <laughs> two, two Dutch companies making a, a deal happen. So full disclosure, we love TextKernel. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're a sponsor. We love Sovereign, one of our first um, sponsors and an awesome product. Pretty much everyone that was everyone in the U.S. used Sovereign. Mm -hmm. uh, TextKernel acquiring Sovereign was one of the understated gangster moves of probably the last five years. TextKernel left the, the throes of CareerBuilder, which was a gangster yes. move. They partnered with Main Capital, who has more money than us uh, to like bankroll some of these things. They're making really intelligent sort of organic complementary uh, acquisitions like the one that they did here. For now, they don't seem like they want to be all things to all people, which so many companies are trying to yeah. do. TextKernel is making intelligent acquisitions. They're one to watch. They're doing it really intelligently. Gerard, as we know, is one of the smartest cats in this industry. We've met a lot of the members of their team and they're obviously top notch. So we're a little biased, or at least I am, in that we love these guys, but we definitely um, do applaud uh, this move of Jobadi. Joe My only criticism is that I hope that they eventually change the name of the company to Jobooty. <laughs> what is the capital of Jabuti? It's it's Jabuti, yes. But I'm not going to hold my breath for that one. Jabadi, Jabuti, Jobadi. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to one that's easier to uh, to pronounce. Andela. Andela, the global job placement network for software developers, has acquired Qualified.io, a coding assessment service for an undisclosed amount of money. 
Andela will add the 3.6 million software engineers who use Qualified's training service, Code Wars, to its global talent community. The acquisition will allow Andela to expand and accelerate its ability to source and expertly assess talent. That's according to CEO Jeremy Johnson. The expanded platform will also allow companies to create hiring processes that are predictive of on-the-job performance. That's according to qualified CEO Jake Hoffner. Chad, Andela making moves. Your thoughts? So imagine this. You are looking for software developers, and you go to Andela, and not only do you, can you find software developers, but you can actually see how they've been assessed in different languages, right? So now Indela not only has the pool, but they have the opportunity to have credentialing on top of that talent pool. This is fucking powerful, powerful. Not to mention how many profiles? 3.6 million, the Code Wars. 3.6 million added into, I mean, so overall, this just starts to build the types of ecosystems that aren't for everybody. If I'm looking for a marketing person, this is not where I'm going. That's fine. This is really focused. It's really disciplined. And this acquisition is stupidly smart. <laughs> I like it too. Uh, so you have acquisitions like text kernels where complimentary services yeah. are brought on. And then you have these sort of like big fish eating little fish acquisitions, uh, which Andela can do when you have $200 million in funding. Let me repeat that. $200 million in funding. And when you have that kind of money, you'd better start buying up some other companies uh, by the behest of their uh, investors. I'm sure that's what is happening now. Qualified has been around. If you're listening to Crunchbase 2015, if you look at LinkedIn 2018, either way, they're, they're probably at their runway mm -hmm. uh, ending at this point, which means liquidation. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of their investors were like, let's find someone to take this thing over. Uh, the Code Wars feature uh, apparently is incredibly popular, but they, they weren't crushing it in terms of revenue. Uh, one report I saw uh, had $2.5 million in revenue per year. Obviously, nothing to sneeze at, but obviously, if you're in business that long, uh, investors are looking for more money. It also made it a really uh, appealing acquisition for Andela. They just had to look through the couch cushions to find enough to go buy uh, this company. So to me, this is as simple as, as you had. You have a motivated seller. You have a sugar daddy looking to hook up. And that's what happened. Hard stop. Love happened, baby. Love happened with Andela. And I, I, I predict they, they, they acquire Wilco next. Ooh, you heard it here first, kids. You heard it here first. Listen up, Andela. Look at Wilco. <laughs> All right. Time for a little. Who'd you rather, Chad? That's right. <laughs> I read two companies that have gotten money recently. And we decide who'd we rather. First up, we have Up Duo. Up yours, no Up Duo. All right. Peer-to-peer -peer learning platform Up Duo has raised $4 million in seed funding. The company uses data-driven teams to offer short one-on-one -on -one video conversations, which use gratification features to help workers feel recognized for their achievements. Since 2020, over 500,000 learning sessions have happened on Up Duo with teams located across more than 1,000 customer locations. That is Up Duo. Next up, we have Head Race, a recruiting platform founded by three former members of Uber's Marketplace team. They've raised $6 million in seed funding. Head Race aims to bring network effects to the recruitment sector, offering employers access to tenured recruiters via curated recommendations or postings. The platform shows recruiters placement records and allows them to collaborate with each other, potentially speeding up hiring times. Head Race also helps independent recruiters to expand their business and save on overhead costs. So, Chad, Up Duo, Head Race, who'd you rather? So up duo, who benefits from peer-to-peer -peer training? In, in the military, you've got to take the time to ensure that everyone on your team is sharp and up to speed because you're on the battlefield, right? So it just makes sense. Uh, but the corporate world doesn't work that way. Corporate America doesn't build team players. We build me players. So will me helping the team member to the left or right of me get me a bigger commission bonus or wage increase? Not traditionally. The dollars just go to the top. So so the question here, why? 
or head race. I love the idea of Uberizing hiring, but this ain't it. If you're a company looking to use this platform and you see your recruiters in it for the quote unquote side hustle, uh, this platform goes sideways quickly. It's not like driving a truck during the day and then driving an Uber at night. Uh, recruiters are doing side hustles, but they don't want it out in the light of day. So who would I rather at 2 a.m. in the morning on my way home? <laughs> I'm looking around the bar and I'm going home alone. I'm not choosing either one of these companies because I don't think either one, oh. either one are long for the world. Oh, man, you just flipped the script on. Who'd you rather? <laughs> All right. So, Chad, in 2020, your boy Josh Burson wrote an article about how recruiter marketplaces were about to blow up. Headspace is only three years too late to the party. Uh, <laughs> Fuel 50, Scout, uh, Talinia promoted itself as the Uber for recruitment uh, almost five years ago. All different models. And non-industry types, non-industry types, uh, Uber execs have a pretty bad track record in our industry. So Upduo, you've got upscaling, you've got remote, you've got employee engagement, you got some gamification in there. All the all the cool kids are talking about all those things. So for me, yeah, it's probably a it's probably a two AM twelve <laughs> beer night. But if I had to choose, I'm doing up duo <laughs> beer goggles all right let's take a quick break clean ourselves off and uh talk about two cities that are near and dear to our heart are you struggling to attract the talent you need today do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, we're going to end this show on Tale of Two Cities. First up, St. Petersburg, Florida. The U.S. Department of Labor has recovered more than $190,000 in back wages from St. Petersburg Restaurant's Red Mesa Restaurant and Red Mesa Cantina for violating several provisions of the Fair Labor Standards Act. The restaurants withheld workers' wages to cover operating costs, charged employees for their uniforms, what? Paid an incorrect overtime rate and did not combine hours for employees who worked at both locations during the same week. Ouch. The back wages were recovered for the 89 employees affected for the violations. Now, Chad, let's go north to New York City. Pay transparency in action. A New York City tech worker, Kimberly Wynn, who works as a contractor for Citigroup as a user experience writer, found out that a job opening with the same title as her current role was posted on LinkedIn, offering up to $90,000 more per year due to a new salary transparency law in the city and one that we've talked about. She learned that the intended pay for the new hire would be 32000 to 90000 more than her current salary, prompting her to apply for the job when says she earns $85,000 per year working as a contractor with City and has been asking for a raise for months. The company caught heat in November, you'll remember, Chad, when the New York City law went into effect for listing some jobs with a salary range of zero to two million. That was a fun podcast. A city spokesperson told CNBC that the company pays Photon, a contractor service, and that Photon negotiates the individual's pay rate. They have nothing to do with it. Of Kimberly, course. Kimberly says she's actively looking for a new opportunity. No shocking there after she made a visit to HR after this thing blew up on social media. Chad, we've got Florida and New York in the same show. Your thoughts. So the similarity behind all of this is government. 
So first and foremost, the government has to, again, enforce and actually look after these piece of shit companies who want to screw people, subminimum wage in some cases, workers out of their tips. And that's how these people get paid. And that's how they, they, they make the house payment. And then you go to New York and the government did what? They said, pay transparency. We're going to start, we're moving toward equity. So this is all around the government being able to do exactly what they needed to be able to do with SVB is have that oversight. We don't want too much of it. We're not talking Patriot Act shit here, okay? We're not talking about enemy of the state stuff here, but we're talking about things that we need to do to ensure that the little guy, the American worker, isn't getting fucked. I can make you rich. Government plays a part. Uh, Social media played a part in this. City, uh, corporate governance plays a part in this. For City to say that they don't they don't have anything to do with photon and what salary <laughs> ranges are going on. I mean, they were already on the shit list for having a job with a pay yes. range of zero to two million dollars. Like you'd think at that point somebody in the ivory tire would say, Okay, let's get our shit straight around like what we're paying people and like what's being advertised out there. Um, so in in some respects the community and, and the policing that social media has become uh, took city to task and let's hope they don't fuck up again and photon gets their shit together so you're right like government plays a part the marketplace plays a part social media plays a part uh these are just two fucked up stories by generally two fucked up areas uh that we'll continue to talk about uh on this show but until then chad it's saint patrick's day i say we end the show with a little slancha a little jameson maybe a little guinness sound good to you that sounds amazing. I'm going to go get me a, a creamy head of Guinness right now. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.